Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Make sure to go to TimCast.com. Click join us and become a member to support this podcast and all the work we do. And you'll get access to exclusive uncensored segments from TimCast IRL and way more. Now, let's jump into the first story. Yeah, I'm not going to play these games. How do you define a protest? How do you define a riot? A riot is violent unrest. A protest is peaceful unrest. I think it's fair to point out there may be an overlap. We don't want to call a protest where there's some scuffling a violent riot or anything like that. But It's going to be up to you, I guess. Let's just say that what happened last night in New York City was on the very edge of being a riot. When you have people who are marching through the streets and fighting with cops, I think at the low level, you can call it a riot. It's tough. The left would call it a protest, but the left called when uh, the, the, the mainstream media called burning down a police station a peaceful protest. If that's the game y'all are playing, fine any degree of violence, and I'm just calling it a riot. But to be fair, when you have an extended degree of violence, then I'll call it a riot. Meaning, if there's a protest and one guy acts a fool, okay, it's a protest, come on. But when you have multiple people being arrested, jumping on train tracks and other nonsense, just gonna call it a riot, not a protest. And that's what we're looking at from the Daily Mail. Protests over Jordan Neely's subway death turn violent near Broadway Lafayette Station as a bloody demonstrator is led away by the NYPD. The left, of course, will blame the police for all of this. But I think when you look at the videos, nah, I'm not playing that game. I've been to a lot of places across the country. I've been to a lot of protests and I've been to a lot of riots. And what you see in New York is that the police typically do not act out to a degree that we see in other places. So in New York City, even when when I've seen agitators throw rocks and bottles, The cops don't put on heavy armor. The cops don't fire tear gas. They typically just corral and arrest people. That's what you see in New York when people begin rioting. Now, in California, when people even march down the street, cops show up with bean bags and LRADs. LRAD is long range acoustic device. We don't necessarily call those protests, but the left would blame the police, saying the police are the ones being violent. In New York, nah, it's just aggressive. Don't get me wrong, you had that moment from Occupy Wall Street where the cops pepper sprayed those girls for no reason. Yeah, that's on the cops. But this, if you want to play the game where you're going to call burning down a police station a peaceful protest, then I have no problem saying that when you get violent to any degree in a in in in, in more than one circumstance, like it is the body itself, y'all are in a riot. Now, we have this story from last night. We have a bunch of updates. You may have heard that new videos emerged proving that Daniel Penny the ex-Marine who put Jordan Neely in a chokehold. New video shows he was trying to save this man. I'm not uh, hearing anything from Ocasio-Cortez. You know, she's calling for this guy to be to be indicted, charged. Protesters want criminal charges. AOC called it a public murder. But now that new footage has emerged showing that he and two others were actually attempting to save the life of homeless man Jordan Neely. She's been awfully quiet. Because it's going to be really, really hard to, be, to, to lose this one. So this is what AOC does. 
She, she peeks around the corner, sees something that people are saying and just regurgitates it. And in the moment she's like, oh, this is no longer a good investment. She's out. Here's the funny story. Yesterday, while these protesters were basically losing their minds, we had NYPD's strategic response group standing by in the subway as Jordan Neely protesters chant and crowd the platform, trying to avoid a repeat of what happened on Saturday. Oh, my God. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a man jumping up and down on the third rail. Do you know what the third rail is? It is the electrified track that the train attaches to so that it is it has energy. All right. Look at this. Let me just play this video for you. and You can see for yourself. Look at this guy. Get off. Get off. This guy was inches away. Look at Oh, my God. I, I, I just I watched that. Even other protesters are like, get off, get off. This dude was literally inches away from bursting into flames. Probably just eat. I, th- I think what happens when you touch it, you get blasted off of it. I'm not sure. Look how stupid these people are. All jumping up and down on the train tracks. Chanting Jordan Neely. I'm sorry. This is just societal collapse. A cultural decay. There's a train coming and there are people standing on the train tracks. Okay. Yeah, sure. Look, I'm not going to live in this place. You had you have people murdered on the trains and these people don't protest. Why? It's a sickness. It is. And so here's uh, we, Timcast, Timcast News on Twitter. Follow at Timcast News. We have a bunch of uh, videos from the night in question from the other day when these people were getting violent. And the police are desperately trying to stop people from dying. Amazing. Whatever, man. You know what I think? I think the cops should back off. I have I, I, I have more disdain for the police than I do the protesters. And don't get me wrong. I think the protesters are destroying the fabric of, of the city. But these cops are the ones that are actually perpetuating it. No, I mean it. Yo, these people, with or without the cops, jumped onto the train tracks. Well, what are you going to do? If people are going to do it, they're going to do it. And we're getting to the point where I think it's important to point out there's not enough police to stop this. And the only thing that actually stops us is a return to personal responsibility. We go back to a time where if you decided to jump on the third rail, I mean, we're going to try and stop you. Don't get me wrong. The cops try and prevent it from happening. But if a giant mob rushes the third rail, like, what are you going to do? Stop allocating money. This is ridiculous. This is what happens. These people who are so dumb, they would jump up and down on the electrified third rail with people going like, stop, stop. At a certain point, you got to stop holding hands. At a certain point, you have to stop defending the people who set fire to a police station. Stop calling it a peaceful protest. You know what? It's a cult. It is outright a cult, period. And the cult exists on social media and they're trying to recruit others. But I do think that they're losing to a great degree. Granted, They've they've grown a tremendous mass, this cancerous bulge in in our culture where you have people with no principles, no morals, no positions other than for some reason they jumped onto the train tracks. OK, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've been a lot of protests. I have seen people strategically, you know, drop a banner, block a roadway and get press coverage. It works for them. But to be at the point where a large mob of individuals jump onto the train tracks. I'm just like, yo, idiocracy is here. 
A lot of people are calling it, you know, uh, Darwin Awards and stuff like that. It's just like, what, what are we going to do? Are we going to put floaties on everybody in case they walk into the water or fall into the river in New York City? Are we, do we got to put up big glass barriers like they do in Japan? I think it's Japan. When you go to the train, there's a bunch of countries that do this. You can't actually get onto the tracks as a glass, there's a big thick glass barrier. I think they do this in Thailand and Korea. The train stops, the, the subway car doors open, and then big glass doors open, and then you walk in at an angle, there's like arrows on the ground. Is that what we're going to do? Or, or do we just recognize there's got to be some degree of personal responsibility? Now, I suppose the problem is, who's going to clean up all the corpses of the individuals who jumped onto a train track and then, you know, got slammed into by the train or electrocuted? That's going to be the people. But I don't understand how a civilization can survive if we're at this point, right? There's got to be, there has to be some cutoff, right? Where, here's what I'm saying. If somebody chooses as an individual to jump onto the trains, we must stop them, save their life. If a crowd of people are building a culture around jumping in front of cars and onto train tracks, I don't know what we can do. Do we just do we just say, OK, we're going to put rubber bumpers on everything? Are we going to give every, is every car going to be a bumper car now? Are we going to get to the point of idiocracy where we try to idiot proof everything or like Wall-E, where morbidly obese people sit in hover chairs just drinking Slurpees all day. I don't think this is good for society. And I don't think we can save the lives of every single person who's trying to jump onto train tracks. This is not me saying that, they, that any, any harm should befall these people. I'm, I'm saying the opposite. I'm just saying, how do we actually deal with that? What do you do? We cannot allocate resources to this. Do we, does every street have barriers to prevent, jay, prevent jaywalking? It's just you cannot become, it's impossible to prevent stupid people from jumping on train tracks for the most part. It's sad, but I just feel like if we keep going in this direction, eventually the system just breaks down. Protest over Jordan Neely's subway death turned violent near Broadway. The Daily Mail says Neely's death was ruled a homicide last week. On Monday, demonstrators calling for justice for Neely took to the streets once again rallying near the Broadway Lafayette station in lower Manhattan where Neely was killed. Now, you may notice there's no images here because as per YouTube rules, the uh, uh, I cannot show the violence that the left was engaged in. So uh, can't show it on YouTube. But there were many individuals who were arrested in violent scuffles. That's why I say eh, it's a riot. A well-known photographer, Stephanie Keith, whose work has appeared in The New York Times, Reuters and Getty, was detained. I would like to pro- uh, uh, to point out, however, I don't know about Stephanie Keith specifically. I'm, I'm vaguely familiar with Stephanie Keith. I think I know who that is. Um, these are leftists. The, these, they're protesters. They show up. They pretend like they're there to be objective observers, but they typically only produce images that are beneficial to the left. I don't know about Stephanie Keith specifically. Um, the act of journalism is allowed. The biases in media is allowed. But I'm just pointing out in New York, when you get someone like Elad Eliyahu, who reports for TimCast.com, they physically attack him. Stephanie Keith does not get physically attacked. So it makes you wonder what the priorities of these individuals are. If the leftist mob is going to allow this person, but physically assault that person, you get it. You get it, right? I don't trust these quote unquote journalists. One protester was seen being wrestled to the ground with blood pouring from a wound on his head. Several more were pushed to the floor. The NYPD is set to confirm how many arrests were made when asked by, asked by the DailyMail.com. Eric Adams, a former NYPD officer who, like Neely, is black. 
<laughs> Daily Mail, you pathetic. That's such a, oh my God. The mayor who, like the man died, happens to be, yes, there are a lot of people who are black that live in big cities. That may be surprising to you guys. Has called for restraint, urging protesters to give the Manhattan DA's office time to investigate fully. AOC, a congresswoman representing part of New York, has called Neely's death a public execution. Yeah, well, as we know, in fact, Daniel Penny and two other men actually tried to save the life of Jordan Neely. But when you live in a psychotic leftist cult reality, that don't matter. It doesn't matter. I warned you all and I'm warning you again. And everybody who says it's too hard, you're allowed to say it. It's allowed. You're allowed to. It's a life. Life. Okay, it's hard. Stay in this city. Stay in this city. You know what I don't take kindly to is this. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Fundraiser launched for former Marine Daniel Penny's legal defense. I'm of, I'm of two thoughts on this. This man lives behind enemy lines and he tried to save people. And for that, he is deserving of our support. We cannot just abandon these cities to the far left. But then part of me says, are we too far gone at this point? I mean, these people are jumping on the third rail up and down. I'm just looking at this guy like, oh, my God. The guy was jumping up and down on the third rail. Wow. There's when you go when you're in Chicago. They have the third rail as well. And there's a sign and it says, like, do not touch this rail. And there's a picture of a little man touching it as like an explosion coming off his foot. I don't know exactly what I think it'll blast you off of it. I'm not sure. That's what they say. You'll touch it and it'll just fry you. And then you'll probably die instantly or something like that. And uh, this guy's jumping up and down. And I'm just like, that is who we're supposed to defend. Wow. Man, we've, we've fallen. We have fallen as a society. We're at that point. Don't get me wrong. Stupid people have existed throughout history, but we just have too many. And like, how do we function if these people are voting? Seriously. Now, Daniel Penny wants needs. I shouldn't say wants. because I don't know if he's asked for it. Legal defense money. And we have a give, send, go, which is uh, raising money for him. The campaign launched as so far as uh, raised $2,200 at the time of publishing. I believe currently it's at around $10,000, $10,830. Let's refresh, see if it's gone up at all. And uh, it's now at eleven thousand and ten dollars. I'm I'm just I'm getting to the point where I'm just going to say no to this. OK, it's tough. This guy's behind enemy lines. He lives in this place. I've not heard his statement. I don't know what was going on, but I don't trust the people that still live in these cities. I just I just don't. I really, really don't. If you live in New York after years of this stuff. And now you want me to. To, to, to contribute to your, your, your legal fund? I can't do it. I think this man is deserving of legal defense. I believe he is a good guy who did the right thing, tried to subdue a violent man, and then actually tried to save his life. That is honorable and admirable. admirable. And as a former Marine, I have tremendous respect for his service. Seems like a really good dude. But at a certain point, I gotta just say no. You know why? I view 
at this point, you living in New York, no different than jumping up and down on the third rail. Uh, Maybe it's a little bit too extreme, but I view it similarly. You cannot be in a city where you know you will go to prison. It was four years ago I talked about this. You will do something that is, is, is typically is the right thing to do. But in anarcho tyranny, they will come after you. And what are we supposed to? We got to pay the bill for that now. If you jump on the third rail up and down and then you get blasted off of it. Yeah, I'm not going to pay your medical bills, dude. I'm just going to be like, it's, it's, it's a sad reality that people are, are, are this ignorant. If you live in New York City and this happens to you, at a certain point, I'm like, bro, you're in a burning building and you didn't pay attention. I just cannot. We cannot be a society that props up people who are unwilling to do the bare minimum. I'm sorry. That's just where I'm at. Like I said, this seems like a really good dude, but I'm not going to contribute to this. And I've, I, I, I've contributed to quite a bit, quite a bit, but not this one. I won't do it. I got out of New York City a long time ago. And it's fair to say that uh, I've got my ear to the ground and getting out. Look, I probably I probably should ne- never should have gone. A black supremacist executed two police on my street. I look out the window. There's the car. There's the bodies. Crazy. They li- the cops told me I wasn't allowed to leave my house. Yeah, right. They tried to stop me. Fat load of good that did. I just walked out. I waited for them to leave and went outside. I'm like, you're not keeping me locked in my apartment. Get out of here. But at that point, I was just like, I don't want to be here. I can see what's happening. And there are too many people who are like, ah, oh, it's no big deal. And it doesn't happen all that often. This could be you. That could be you. And you come to me and you say this. You say, it's too hard. I can't move. I don't have a job. I get it. Absolutely. Totally fine. When they try to lock you up and throw away the key, I will remind you that this, this is what you said. This is easier for you. Okay. All right. Fair point. I'm not you. I don't know your life. Now, I am of the opinion that what's, what is happening to this man, Daniel Penny, is substantially more difficult than it would have been to just leave the city. A young man, he could have just left New York City. But he chose this. I am not going to rag on that. I'm just not going to pay the bill for someone who stuck their hand onto an electric stove and held it there. That's how I feel. You may disagree. You're allowed to. I was living in New York. I felt the burn from the stove and I said, probably shouldn't do that again. Move to the Jersey side. The heat started emanating, getting worse. The bombs were planted in Jersey and in Manhattan. I said, I don't want to be here because these people are nuts. It was the protests, really. And I'm just like, man, move to uh, uh, from from uh, I was on, I was in Union City just across the river right by the Lincoln Tunnel. And then I moved to Bayonne, which is still in the New York Metro, because I was like, I'm going to get away and, and, and get outside of the city where you're less likely to. It's still dense. And then um, with everything going on in the protest, I said, maybe it's just better to stay away from the New York Metro outright, but find bigger property, find something better. So I went to South Jersey on the other side of Philly. I said, there's still a big city. I can still get access. And then there was like a standoff and a shooting. The riots crossed the bridge. And I said, OK, that's it. I'm out. I'm out. Now I'm in MAGA country. West Virginia, tri-state area. And uh, I ain't got nothing to worry about at this point. Now they're just swatting us, you know, and lying about us in the media and stuff like that. But I feel for the most part safe here. We have security. We are armed. We have our rights. 
these people who live in the city. This is how I view it for Daniel Penny. He purchased a lottery ticket. The chances of him winning that lottery are very, very slim. But the grand prize, life in prison, life in prison, or maybe 15, 20 years. Who knows? He might get five years. I see this man being convicted. Well, maybe what will happen is a plea bargain, but I really doubt it because the protesters jumping up and down in the subway. Here's what will happen. Well, OK, let me put it this way. Here's my prediction, which very well may be, may be wrong. I think there's a strong probability that the DA, someone like Alvin Bragg, is going to say this. He's a single guy. He's a young 24-year-old college student. Nobody inside the city actually cares, and they will not defend him. And we do have a bunch of protesters demanding that he be locked up, and they're causing problems. How much of a disruption was it to jump on the subway tracks? Substantial. Substantial delays. How much money do we spend in overtime? Oh, it's a whole lot. It'll be cheaper and politically easier to lock this man up for the rest of his life and let him die on Rikers Island than it would be to deal with the, the mob. I and then the jury that they'll bring in the grand jury first is going to be like, look, just indict him. We don't want to be involved in this. And then when it comes to a jury trial, he's going to be saying, like, I tried to save him. And they're going to say, but you still murdered him. You go to prison now. He's chosen that. Why should I allocate funds to somebody who's chosen to walk into a burning building? And people say to me, Tim, it's too hard to leave the city. Fine. If you think it's easier to get locked up on Rikers Island and go to prison, then okay. You know, I suppose the reality is this. There's a 100 percent chance you'll be faced with difficulty if you try and upend your life and leave the city. 100 percent. Very, very difficult. I get it. There is a 0.001 percent chance that it'll be you who is mercilessly beaten by a violent mob or locked up in prison for the rest of your life or for a few years after trying to defend yourself. So that's the gamble people are taking. I can respect that 100%. You are saying right now the risk of me being this guy is slim to none. So I'd rather just stay here. That means when it all comes crashing down, I'll say, you bought the lottery ticket. I'm not paying the bill. We'll see how this uh, develops, but I'll leave it there. Next segment is coming up at 1 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. With everything going on in this country, it's becoming hard for me to actually care about stories like this one when it pertains to the fabric of our nation and policy. Just a moment ago, uh, I put up a video about the leftists jumping up and down on the third rail in the New York subway system, which, of course, many of you know is electrified and you will die if you touch it. It's got a cover on it and a guy was bouncing on it. And I see that stuff and I'm just like, we've crossed the Rubicon. We are in free fall. And stories like this, they don't really move the needle for me because we're in free fall. But OK, I still think I have to push past it and talk about what's happening. Border patrol clears way for more migrant releases to city streets, sources say. The dam is about to break. Yeah. Tens of thousands of illegal immigrants marching towards our border, thousands of troops being deployed, tens of thousands of apprehensions. And it sounds like the Biden admins actually doing something. Yeah, they're doing something. They're taking these people and then structurally releasing them throughout the United States because it is the fall. We're in it. Maybe we pull out of it. Maybe Donald Trump gets elected and then blocks the, the you know, the dam holds back the waters. But this is what Fox News is saying. 
The dam is about to break. Tens of thousands of migrants are expected to surge into the United States as Title 42 expires on May 11th. Oh, man, you ready for this one? The Biden admin's top border officials in D.C. have decided to authorize all border patrol sectors to begin safe mass releases of migrants to city streets if non-governmental organizations don't have the capacity to hold them. Multiple sources tell Fox News. The consequences of this decision, this decision is that migrants will be mass released at bus stops, gas stations, supermarkets, and in towns and cities across the border, as customs and border protection facilities are already over capacity in multiple sectors, according to CBP sources who are not authorized to speak publicly. NGOs are quickly approaching their limits to house migrants, and tens of thousands more migrants are expected to surge into the U.S., once the Title 42 public health order is lifted on May 11th, the city of El Paso, Texas, has already seen thousands of migrants camped out on the sidewalks. The mass releases will only happen if NGOs run out of space, but officials believe that it is likely. Officials have made 26,000 apprehensions and seen over 7,000 gotaways in just 72 hours. Oh boy. According to Border Patrol, that comes ahead of the end of Title 42 public health order on Thursday, which is expected to be accompanied by an even bigger wave of migration on top of the already overwhelming numbers authorities are seeing. The dam is about to break. One Border Patrol source said Title 42 has been used since 2020 by both the Trump and Biden administration to expel hundreds of thousands of migrants quickly due to the COVID-19 pandemic. In March, Nearly half of all migrant encounters ended in a Title 42 expulsion. The order will end on May 11th, along with the COVID-19 national emergency. The predominantly single adult migrants are expected to be encouraged by the belief they have a greater chance of being admitted into the U.S. once the order ends. And it's true. We know. We know this. Biden could actually just reinstitute the order. He could sign an executive order saying no, but he's not going to do it. You know, look, you look at the soldiers being released. You look at 26,000 apprehensions. And the argument from the left is it was worse under Trump and Biden's actually doing something about it. No, it's a trick. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Apprehensions sounds good at first, doesn't it? But what happens is they apprehend these people, bring them in, put them on planes, buses and cars, ship them off to random cities and release them. At a time of rampant homelessness to the point where there's feces all over the streets of San Francisco, Portland, Oregon is trying to legalize homeless encampments and every major city is dealing with a serious homeless crisis. The last thing the United States can handle is dumping more people into this country. So for what reason? You know, I can come up with a million reasons, but I don't I don't I don't I'm not going to speak to the intentions of the individuals, the policymakers that are doing this. I can only tell you one thing. This is the end. This is the fall. There's no way we can handle this. The dollar is crumbling. Inflation is high. Homelessness is, is rampant. We've got war overseas. We're sending 100 billion plus dollars to Ukraine. 
How do we handle a massive influx of people? Now, the argument they will make is that these people will require services and they will increase demand. No, that's not how it works. They will increase strain. No, I get it. There will be an increase in demand for goods and services, but we can't fill jobs right now. Over at the uh, local racetrack, we got horse races here in Charleston, Charlestown, West Virginia. There used to be a restaurant <clears throat> and you could sit at the restaurant, eat delicious food and watch the horses. And it sounds like a lot of fun. It is. I wish I could experience it. But they said at the racetrack, they cannot find people who want to work at the restaurant. So they've given up. So now there's just a big empty space. Nothing. Now, people still show up for the horse races because the horses are still fun. But it's kind of just people standing around. The horse races are broadcast all over the world. But no more sit down restaurant. Watch the horses. It's a sporting event. You know, it's like imagine if you go to the game, you get a skybox, you can order some food and watch the game. It's a fun experience with your friends and family, but it's not there anymore. They can't find these people. Now, is the argument that illegal immigrants will come and want to work these jobs? Is that the argument? That's that's their argument. We can't find people to fill these jobs. We've got to bring more people in. It's the only way to do it. What about all the homeless people? The argument that I suppose is instead of helping solve the problems that Americans are facing, it is to ignore and forget about the rampant crisis on our streets and just bring in people we can shuffle in. It's not going to work. That's why I kind of just feel like the end goal of all of this is the gutting and destruction of this country. Or at the very least, our leadership has failed us. And more and more people just keep voting for it. And that's it. The sickness. The fact that half this country will keep supporting the chaotic gutting and destruction of this nation. They can't tell you why. They just want to fit in. Perhaps it is a social plague that cannot be solved. There are those that pay attention and say these policies don't work. And there are those that say, don't know, don't care. Let me just say whatever makes me fit in. And then they go and vote for their own destruction while simultaneously arguing that it's you voting for your own destruction. That's the game they play. They say, yeah, it's the right voting against their interests. Yeah, it's not the best economy of our lives under Donald Trump. And then the left brought in Joe Biden, who is systematically gutting and dismantling this country, whose son is as corrupt as they come. And he's probably as corrupt as they come too. 10% for the big guy. But that's who they vote for because they believe the lies from the media. And here we are. Systematic decay. And they march in lockstep supporting this. So what do you do? I'll tell you, my friends, as the stories just keep piling on and piling on, I got to tell you to get out of the cities, become self-sufficient, start producing your own food, raise chickens, goats, whatever it is you got to do. I'm not going to give you financial advice. I'll give you life advice. Get some, a decent amount of acreage in the middle of nowhere where you can be sufficient to a certain degree, self-sufficient. It may not be that you will grow all of your food, but we have a bunch of eggs. We don't need to get eggs from anywhere. We make our own. Here's the best part. The chickens, they eat bugs. So a portion of the chicken's food comes from the bugs. A portion is what we buy from the store. But in the event of an actual collapse, we just graze the chickens like anybody else does. And then we eat them. We haven't eaten any of our chickens just yet. They ain't gotten eight. But uh, if we had to, we could. And here's the crazy thing. They're making more of themselves. Uh, Yeah, six babies. The chickens just took it upon themselves to make more of themselves. I recommend as the system begins to decay and break down, you consider being self-sufficient to the best of your abilities. Quote, 
As we have said repeatedly, individuals who do not have a lawful basis to remain will be removed, says CBP Commissioner Troy Miller. Individuals should not listen to the lies of smugglers and instead use lawful pathways to protection. Those released into the U.S. are entered into U.S. immigration removal proceedings, but that can often take many years. And by then, who knows where they are? By then, they're in New York and they're in San Francisco, San Francisco, where they now have the right to vote. Incredible, isn't it? They can vote in certain elections. Oh, boy. Bill Malugan tweeted, per multiple CBP sources, last night, CBP and Border Patrol leadership made made decision to authorize all Border Patrol sectors to begin safe street releases. This means in the coming days, we will likely begin to see mass releases of migrants at bus stops, gas stations, supermarkets, etc., and communities across the border as illegal crossings continue to surge to record highs ahead of Title 42 drop in two days. <clears throat> Daily Mail reports, this entire operation is a sad joke. Border Patrol Union tears into DHS for telling migrants and smugglers where and when it'll conduct targeted enforcement two days before Title 42 expires. They're letting them know in advance. They say the dispute broke out between the U.S. government department tasked with securing the nation's borders and the union of the agents working for them, just as record numbers of migrants are streaming across the southern border in in the thousands. Late on Monday night, U.S. Customs and Border Protection together with the Department of Homeland Security announced that Immigration and Customs Enforcement would be conducting a targeted enforcement operation in El Paso, Texas. The operation would see officers with the federal authorities look to track down migrants who came across the U.S. border illegally and who escaped any sort of processing by immigration authorities. But the union representing the Border Patrol agent stated the entire operation is a sad joke and another pandering PR stunt. So what are you going to do? I look at this and, um, you know, I got to be honest, I don't care. I don't care anymore. How long ago was it that we heard that the Biden administration was smuggling illegal immigrant children on planes and dropping them off at various cities throughout the country? That was a long time ago. It was several years ago. Nothing has changed. Joe Biden, in my opinion, is doing nothing. I believe the Democrats, it's a combination of not caring and willfully destroying everything. You know what I think they're worried about? Here's what I think. I think Donald Trump wasn't supposed to get elected in 2016. I think that Hillary Clinton was going to preside over the collapse of this country very slowly over the past seven or eight years. But Donald Trump gets in and he is able to save much of this country. The best numbers of our lives, said Jim Cramer. Wow. Jim Cramer, of all people, geez, not like he's got a good track record, but the economy was fantastic. Unemployment was rock bottom. People's in, uh, wages were increasing. Uh Oh, if you're trying to dismantle a country and you get four years of profitability, well, it's terrible. So what happens? The covid lockdown, the destruction of our economy at a rapid pace never before seen. And it was like they crammed several years of collapse into one year. Now, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it certainly was. Well, I'll put it this way. I think the economic destruction was intentional because you look at what these Democratic governors were doing and you just have to wonder why put a covid patient in a nursing home. And a lot of people noticed that the economy was being gutted and destroyed very, very rapidly. Because it seems like it was intentional. They didn't have to do it. They could have taken other measures. They could have looked at data coming out of Sweden. They didn't care. And so everything got ripped apart in a short amount of time. That's what, what makes me feel like they were intending on everything being broken and busted up for a while now. And Trump reversed it. That's why they hated him so much. 
So what happens now? It seems like we're in an accelerated phase of economic collapse. You can go back and if you believe Alex Jones, they're trying to normalize the economies of North America. And that does make sense. When they implemented the euro in the European Union, it destroyed the economy of, of many of these countries because they didn't normalize things first. So you take a look at the economies here in the U.S., normalization seems inevitable. You've got people crossing the southern border from Mexico into the U.S., massive homelessness, you, an economy that sucks, inflation through the roof. Once everything hits rock bottom, they get what would I, were, I would refer to it as a, um, a uh, significant restart. You know, and that's too, that's too, a, a, a large re, uh, a great reset, as it were, a great resetting of the global economy and global order, like a, a new order for the world, uh, 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 an order of all of the different countries, but like a new one, like a new world order. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh-oh. I can hear Media Matter saying conspiracies, conspiracies. I literally don't care what these people think. I mean, I think what's happening is fairly obvious. Anybody paying attention. There's no reason to allow something like this. There's no reason to allow voting by non-citizens. You know, we here at TimCast talk about service guaranteeing citizenship. Vivek Ramaswamy came on the Culture War podcast and gave his very simple argument. Maybe men and women both have to sign up for selective service. And as soon as you do, you get a voter card. And you don't have to sign up. And if you don't, you don't get a voter card. Uh-oh, they can't have that. Our borders being flooded by non-citizens. And the left then argues they should be allowed to vote. Then the census asks if you live somewhere, but not if you're a citizen, and gives congressional authority to districts based on non-citizen population. The country is being ripped to shreds right before your very eyes. I think the solution is very simple, to be completely honest. I think Donald Trump winning in 2024 reverses all of this. I think Donald Trump saves the country. It's funny hearing that because I get these people saying, like, you really think Donald Trump? I don't think Donald Trump is the guy who's going to save you. I really don't. I think Donald Trump is the guy who wants revenge. And in his revenge, he's going to go in, schedule F, fire tons of people, and we will reap the benefits of Donald Trump's revenge. I don't think he's going to fix everything. I don't think he's going to build new bridges. I don't think he's going to restore the economy that much. I think the effect of his revenge will result in us regaining control and rebuilding these things. And then things will start to improve. I'm not so convinced about Ron DeSantis. I think he'll do a great job. I think he's the best governor in the country. I think that as president, he would do a tremendous job saving this country. But I think he's a, nego- he's a negotiator. He's going to get in and say, look, tell us what we got to do and what your plans are, and we'll make sure that we can work this through. And then they are going to undercut him like Trump. Now, I was talking to our good friend, Luke Rutkowski, and he's not convinced Trump's going to do the right thing. He said Trump said he was going to drain the swamp. He was going to fix things. And what did he do? He brings in John Bolton. He starts uh, uh, pushing, uh, uh, giving leeway to Sheldon Adel- uh, Adelson, I think his name is. These powerful special interests, neoconservatives, he says, OK. I'll play ball, Dr. Fauci, etc. 
Trump himself promoted the two weeks to slow the spread. So maybe you take a look at the track record of Ron DeSantis, and it actually does look better than Trump in a lot of ways. The one thing many people are concerned about when it comes to DeSantis, though, is foreign policy. I'm not convinced Ron DeSantis will have perfect foreign policy, but I don't know. I don't know. I do think that Ron DeSantis and Trump are our best bet. In fact, I believe the best bet may be a Trump DeSantis ticket. And I hope this is where we go. I was talking to a guy uh, this past weekend, regular dude, who said he can't vote for Trump, but he, he doesn't like Trump. He wished someone else would run, but he definitely can't vote for Biden. So he didn't say he'd vote for Trump. I got no problem publicly saying I will vote for Trump. But I said, what if it's Trump with DeSantis on the ticket? And, he, and he's like, man, he's like, that would be really great. I mean, that would really improve things. Because the general view is that DeSantis, as your, your, you know, your straight shooter, and your Trump as your wild card, DeSantis kind of holds him in place and creates, you know, some some confidence, right? You take a look at George W. Bush and, and Cheney, and everybody thinks Cheney was the one pulling the strings. George W. Bush didn't seem to have it. I think Donald Trump is the tip of the spear, and Ron DeSantis is the support structure. A stable, firm grip on reality and strategy, good planning, good family, good advisors, not the best, but good. And then Donald Trump, the tip of the spear. I think that could work out really well for us. And I kind of hope that's where we go. There's no reason for Trump supporters and DeSantis supporters to be fighting over any of this stuff. Just team up. Let's put an end to it. The question is, why would DeSantis want to be president? If they ran together, it's a win. Unless, of course, DeSantis isn't going to do what needs to be done. I don't know. What I, what I, what I do think and what does worry me is that I don't know if Trump can, can, can win. Um, a month or two ago, I said, I think right now he would win right now. I'm thinking it's fairly, it's fairly, uh, it leans in Trump's favor, but I got to tell you, I talked to many independents and they really don't like the guy. That being said, people might swallow their pride and vote for him because Joe Biden just ain't it. But what if they get a newsome? What if they get someone else and people say, fine, look, whatever, I'll just vote for somebody else. Not going to be Trump. Makes me wonder. Makes me wonder. Maybe that's why Ron DeSantis wants to run, because he wants to win. The polls keep showing that Trump is trailing Biden in certain states, but DeSantis is not. Because independent voters like Ron DeSantis, and he's, he's substantially more capable and, and youthful than either of these guys. Some people are just like, Trump's too old. Biden's older, and he's way too old, and Trump's still too old. At any rate, my view, I think we need Trump. I think Trump DeSantis is the key to saving this country. I believe it's voting. I believe it's nonviolence. I believe it's perseverance. I believe it's the Scott Pressler method. Register more voters, flood the system. Everybody go out and vote and we win. The worst possible thing in the world, violence. The left will wield it to their advantage and terrorize people. And then they will use the powers of the DOJ to go after anyone on the right who dares get close to it. The media will then weaponize any violence against the right and ignore the violence from the left. That's what the strategy is flood the system, ballot harvesting where it's legal, vote chasing, win overwhelmingly. And then Trump comes in and he shuts this down. DeSantis comes in and he, shut this, he shuts this down. This is actually what's happening right now. DeSantis is actually shutting this down. Look at this. Mexican president slams DeSantis-backed bill meant to deter illegal immigration as immoral. Mexican president Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador is scheduled to speak with President Biden Tuesday on immigration and the fentanyl crisis. Surprise, surprise. These migrants are moving through Mexico and he's shuffling them on through right to the United States. 
and he's talking with Biden. I don't trust these people. He's not our president. And Biden's a bad president. Ron DeSantis is actually trying to clean up the illegal immigration problem, clean up our voter rolls and our voting system. And I think he would do a great job as president. But I do think Trump DeSantis, then DeSantis DeSantis. Trump and DeSantis this term, then Trump is termed out. Then you get DeSantis the next two terms. A lot of people say it's wishful thinking to think think you'll get three Republican terms. Maybe, but these are these are trying times. These are unique times. Maybe that's actually the way forward. In the meantime, I hope you're ready ready for the flood because it's about to break. The dam is going to break. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up at 4 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. You know, at this point, I kind of think Media Matters is just like promotional marketing for me and people like Tucker Carlson because we got these new leaks from Tucker that just make him sound good. And then as I was reading this story about newly leaked footage of Tucker Carlson, I noticed here on the right, it says Tim Pool calls the Allen, Texas shooter pro-Nazi online footprint a psyop and blames mass shootings on multiculturalism. And I was like, well, that sounds kind of weird. And then I looked at the article and it's actually like, yeah, it's actually not a bad article. It's, it's basically just quoting me and playing my video. So Media Matters is like, everyone quick, look at this reasonable thing Tim Pool said about why this shooting is a tragedy. And why we need, you know, to, to, to alleviate this, this problem. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't get what the point of this is. They release these videos of Tucker Carlson that are endearing, I guess. Take a look at this one from this morning. Tucker Carlson describes Fox as under attack from liberals working for the network in behind the scenes video. It's funny. I don't, I don't get it. Do these, are these people so indoctrinated and, 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 and wrapped up in the cult so much that this angers them or something? Here's the story. Ex-Fox News star Tucker Carlson said the network was under siege from liberals working within it and claimed the former CEO Roger Ailes, quote, would never put up with this ish uh-huh. in a previously unreported behind the scenes video obtained by Media Matters. The video shows Carlson describing a conversation he had with a female Fox executive executive about what seems to be some sort of leak. Carlson is on the set of Tucker Carlson tonight, speaking with Justin Wells, his executive producer, in the minutes before the broadcast. Quote, I talked to her at great length. It was actually pretty funny. I was like, she's got a lot of liberals working over there. And, you know, they see this as a as war. And we're the main force on the other side. That's crazy. If you've got pronouns in your bio, you shouldn't work here because we can't trust you because you're on the other side. Actually, let me just play this. Two I minutes. did. I talked to her at great length. It was actually pretty funny. I said, you know. Oh, I said I she tried to get I was like, she's got a lot of liberals working over there. And, you know, they see this as war and we're the main force on the other side. And like, that's crazy. If you've got pronouns in your Twitter bio, you shouldn't work here because we can't trust you because you're on the other side. And she goes, well, who? And I said, I'm not going to name names because I don't know who did it. And I'm definitely not going to cast dispersions on someone unfairly. Just because you're liberal doesn't mean you did this. Sounds reasonable. It doesn't mean you shouldn't work here. And Roger would never put up with this shit. Why would you do that? Do, Do you know what I mean? They see this as war. It's like, I'm not that. I'm an actual liberal. Like, I'm totally fine being like, our makeup artist is like a screaming lefty. Um, no, but I'm not that way. As you know, but they are that way. And I said, I'm not ashamed of anything I said. 
now look like you recently had COVID. I you did. look fresh-faced and healthy. But do you know what I mean, Justin? If if you've got like that that horrible guy who was just horrible, who was Judge Janine's uh, guy, I couldn't. Yeah, that guy is like a screaming left wing lunatic. Why does he work here? What? No, uh, uh, fair point. Why do they work there? Now I'll tell you why. Infiltrators, they're going to spy on you. They're going to leak your stuff, just like they're leaking this. And they live in New York City, Fox News headquarters, New York City. What? You know, don't ask me why they do it. I think the people running Fox News are just not very bright. Let me play the rest of this clip. He totally dicked over his anchor and then we expect he's not going to dick over the network. Like, I don't have specific information on it, but I would. It's just. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't know what's being said in their line uh, in his earpiece, but apparently the story is that. I suppose what they're trying to do is implicate Dominion in the release of this video footage. Apparently, I I suppose what you'd infer, this is tough because, you know, we're dealing with lawsuit stuff here. The inference based on the latest news report is that Dominion is leaking this. I don't know if that's true. That's what the reporting looks like. Basically, the story is Fox News demands Dominion investigate the leaks of these videos, implying Dominion received these in the lawsuit and they're now being released. I don't know if that's the case, whatever. But I do know that they've been releasing a whole bunch of this footage of Tucker Carlson. And here's the response from the right. Tucker slams Fox employees for using pronouns in hilarious new leak. Do, do, do they think anyone is bothered by this? I think it's quite silly to imply. We have this one. It says, wish I knew where to run. I'll die here. Tucker Carlson wanted to leave Fox News over their coverage of the 2020 election. And early but correct call in Arizona, newly released text reveal. In newly released text messages, Carlson and fellow Fox News anchor Brett Bayer exchanged their concern over the network calling Arizona earlier during the 2020 election. Tucker was always opposing the fraud narrative. Sorry, that's a reality. The left is lying about it when they say that he wasn't, because there's a video from before the actual counting of the electoral votes and before the resolution of any of this, where he says, we need to figure out what's going on. They strip the context, they strip the date, and then say, see, look, we all knew X was true. That's not the case. After, what was it, November 7th or whatever, there were questions and there were lawsuits. Tucker says, we need to get to the bottom of these lawsuits, figure out what's going on. After the inauguration, after Joe Biden becomes president, he said to Sidney Powell, Bring, I think it was, this was after. He says, bring me the evidence. I'll let you come on the show and present all of it. Where is it? They didn't have any. And that was, that was the story the whole time. When uh, the MyPillow guy did that symposium, they were showing like these computer files and arguing this proved something. And I'm like, yo, I don't see anything. You can't just go on here and be like, here's jargon. It proves something. It doesn't. So Tucker, I, I imagine, was not too happy with how Fox handled things. Let's throw it back to our good friends over at Media Matters, because right next to this and uh, uh, the, the Tucker Carlson leak, Tim Pool calls the Allen, Texas shooter, PSYOP, blah, blah, blah. OK, let's play that game. I love this. So I'm like, what are they saying about me now? What are these what are these crackpots releasing? Tim Pool calls the uh, shooter Nazi footprint a PSYOP, blah, blah, blah. Here's the quote. And then I read and I'm like, oh, that's actually all correct. And I like what this Tim Pool guy has to say. So I'll just, it's going to be funny me reading my own quote. Here's, here's what, they're, what they're writing. It says, Tim Pool host. 
So, I mean, the first thing I want to say before we get into any of the politics from either side is we don't want these things to happen. We want these things to stop. We need to figure out what the issue is in our society, in our culture. I genuinely believe it's dissociation. It's a dejected society where individuals don't know or care about each other and they seek validation or they seek to push some extremist ideology. And this whole thing creates a recipe for disaster. And I'll put it simply, I think it's multiculturalism. And not the idea that people of all different types are holding hands under the rainbow. It's that you have different communities stacked on top of each other and next to each other with wildly different views, and they don't like each other. And then people who are crazy do crazy things. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. But what, what ends up happening today is we have this story from the Daily Mail. Revealed Texas gunmen staked out Massacre Mall to monitor peak times three weeks before killing eight. Yada yada. Details on Russian social media alongside photos of Nazis, guns, and ammunition. You see here, here's where we get into the psyop. Yes, that's right. Bellingcat, who has been widely accused online of just being a deep state propaganda filter for the mainstream media who can then report things and not be sued over it, publishes, we found this profile. In it, the guy allegedly posted four clips from one episode of Timcast IRL, and what do you get? The media claiming the guy was a fan. He didn't even subscribe to the channel. He wasn't a subscriber. And it was one clip with one guest. You see the game they play? That's why I say it's a psyop. What does it mean beyond that? Am I saying that it is the deep state? No. Am I saying it's Joe Biden himself? No. I'm saying it is propaganda. It is manipulation. It is an attempt to create a barrier between me and people who may actually need to hear what uh, we talk about on this show, on this show and Timcast IRL. And perhaps that's the idea they're going for with Tucker Carlson. The idea is to create a negative press footprint. Not that anyone's going to actually watch this, but that they're going to hear about the leaks and they're not going to want to associate with Tucker Carlson or say that they like the guy because they're scared of being shunned. Well, you ain't going to shame me. I literally don't care what you think, leftists. I'm sitting at a poker table in Florida this past weekend, and some guy was like, you don't like Trump. Some, some woman was like, this guy likes DeSantis and Trump. And he's like, no, you don't. You're lying. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I like him. Like, dude, I don't care. I don't know you. I don't know what your opinions are. I don't care what your opinions are. I'm going to tell you what I think. Dude actually packed up his chips, got up and left the table. And then they're like, I think he left because you said you liked Trump. And I'm like, don't know, don't care at all. But that's what they want to make. You know, look, I don't live in this world. You can leak all the Tucker Carlson things you want. I like what the guy has to say. And I think most of you do, too. So we're really excited to see where he goes from here. As for media matters and other garbage they publish, spare me. You know, you want to scream in people's ears. Those aren't the people that I expect to come and watch this show anyway. If you are so scared that you can't just come out and say, I think these things, I believe these things, then maybe you should just be marching in lockstep with the lemmings off the cliff unfortunately. Yeah, I'm over it. I think this country's in free fall and I'm just going to do me. You do you. You want to live in New York City? By all means, do it with my blessing. I don't care. Just don't expect me to raise money for you when they try and arrest you and destroy your life. Welcome to the modern era. Anyway, good luck, Media Matters. You feel like you're just 
You're just pushing out clips from our shows, I guess. I got no beef. Anyway, next segment's coming up at 6 p.m. on this channel. Thanks for hanging out, and I'll see you all then. Well, now you've gone and done it. They're cutting funding in Oklahoma to PBS because PBS got woke, and now they go broke. See, look, if you're publicly funded, I strongly recommend against engaging in politics, political ideology, etc., because you're going to go woke instantly. I mean, especially if you're going against the politics of your state. Here's the story from TimCast.com. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt stands by decision to cut funding for PBS. Stitt objected to using tax-generated funding to support content that contributes to the indoctrination and over-sexualization of children in Oklahoma. Stitt cited concerns about long-term strategic value when he opted to veto House Bill 2820 to expand the OETA's authority on April 26. The bill had been unanimously supported by the Oklahoma House. The Senate voted 41 to 7 in favor of the bill, which would allocate government funding for the television station for the subsequent year. With the governor's veto, the OETA has one additional year to close down its operations. Any remaining funding will be transferred to the state's general revenue fund. Stitt had called the OETA an outdated system and doubled down on his opposition to continue funding the content offered by the publicly funded station. Quote, why are we spending taxpayer dollars to prop up the OETA? It makes no sense to me, Stitt said at a press conference. When you further look at the programming, I don't think Oklahomans want to use their tax dollars to indoctrinate kids. No, 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 we do. I'm not an Oklahoman. I'm saying in general, we definitely want to indoctrinate kids with American values, meritocracy, individuality, personal responsibility. That's what it's all about. We can no longer just play this game assuming that our views are the default views. That's the problem. The left has supplanted the the cultural force of this country, and they're indoctrinating kids with garbage. For the longest time, we just assumed the the culture we created was default. Now we got to go outright with it. Okay. Make content that explicitly promotes American values. Make content that explicitly promotes meritocracy. Because that's what we're up against. Here we go. And some of the stuff that they're showing, it just overly sexualizes our kids, the governor continued. There's parents defending child transitions on PBS that's being played. There's elevating LGBTQIA2S plus voices. If you want to watch that, that's fine. But why am I using taxpayer dollars to prop that up? I don't think we need that here. Here, good sir. You want to engage in overt politics? You shouldn't use taxpayer dollars to do it. It's about time we set a standard. Ladies and gentlemen, that standard is there are certain things that are overtly political that we don't use public funds on. Imagine, you know what? No. Okay, fine. Let's play the game. Red states start allocating funding towards pro-Republican talking points. And then see how quickly the Democrats head spin and they say, you're indoctrinating our kids. Like, oh, okay, cultures, cultures, you stop doing that and we'll stop doing this. This is what I think conservatives should do right now. I think red states should put the the Ten Commandments and Bible study in all public schools. And I'm not a Christian. I'm saying it's a big ask. Because if you get conservatives to be like, oh, you want to put critical race theory in our schools and critical gender theory, then we're going to put the Bible study in there, too. And y'all can't do nothing about it. Ideology is allowed, right? Why stop where the left stops? The right needs to push back in an equal opposite force. And then maybe 
snip them all back to the middle and say, OK, you'll stop with your ideological garbage. In 2022, Stitt vetoed a bill that would provide the OETA with $8.1 million to replace transmitters and improve its infrastructure because he said it was not responsible to spend money on upgrades without a clear long term strategic plan. The decision was controversial as the transmitters support the WARN network, WARN, which transmits amber alerts or other weather-related emergency signals per KFOR. Do we, do, do we talk? Do, I don't think this article, who wrote this? Hannah Claire. Does it, it doesn't mention what OETA stands for. It just says uh, OETA. Uh, I'm sorry, Oklahoma Educational Television Authority. Sorry, Hannah Claire, I did not mean to uh, impugn your honor. Oklahoma Educational Television Authority is what's getting uh, defunded. I just want to make sure that was clear because I, I did miss that. That was on me. Scary Mommy, an outlet which aims to connect women in every aspect of their lives, called the Stitt administration's issues with PBS content homophobic, offensive, and overblown. OETA serves a diverse population, and Oklahoma has a diverse population. Friends of OETA board member Ken Busby said in a comment featured in the outlet's coverage of the veto, People need to be given choices and they can choose what they wish to uh, what they wish to watch and not watch. No one's dictating that you have to watch this program or like this program. No, but you are taking money from people and funding your crackpot cult garbage. I don't care what the cult thinks anymore. I, 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 I would say like I never really care what they think they thought. But they're at a point where the cult is being marginalized and they have no bearing on my life. We have separated, bifurcated. And at this point, I don't care. You can report whatever you want to report, whatever fake garbage nonsense. I just think you're a bunch of crackpot zealot morons. And so I agree with the governor here. Stop funding this stuff. State Rep Monroe Nichols, a Democrat, said the veto has nothing to do with what is good for Oklahoma. Yeah, it does. The legislature faces the task of preserving OETA, an Oklahoma institution for nearly seven decades which serves as a vital resource for Oklahomans, particularly low and middle income families. Nichols said in a May 1st statement, OETA delivers engaging educational, cultural and informational content that encourages early childhood education and state pride, all while backing local communities through school collaborations, ad free programming and emergency broadcasts. It is clear Governor Stitt saw another governor pick a fight with Mickey Mouse. So now he's doing his best to keep pace by sticking it to Big Bird. What? Isn't, isn't Sesame Street on HBO? What are you talking about? Sit defended his decision to end funding for the OETA during an interview with Fox News Digital on May 7th. Quote, the big, big question is, why are we spending taxpayer dollars to prop up or compete with the private sector and run television stations? Then you go through all the programming that's happening and the indoctrination and over-sexualization of our children. It's really just problematic and it doesn't line up with Oklahoma values. Here, here, good sir. As examples of questionable content televised by the network, the governor's office has pointed to an episode of Let's Learn where Lil Miss Hot Mess read a children's book titled The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish, Swish, Swish. I, I, it is infuriating. These people are, 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 they're groomers. They want to put children in front of burlesque shows. I just say no to all of that. And they come out and they're like, drag has always been around. Look, drag is an adult form of entertainment that is similar to burlesque. It's not for children. This one really roused me up. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They say an episode of PBS NewsHour featuring parents who support giving puberty blockers to minors. Additionally, Stitt's office has noted that a number of children's shows, including Clifford the Big Red Dog, Work It Out Wombats, and Odd Squad, have introduced LGBTQ characters, stories about same-sex marriage, and specialty programming to mark Pride Month. I, um, I'm just gonna, I'll just come out and say this. I, I think we should just no longer recognize Pride Month. It, it, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know when that thing started, when someone decided there's a whole month where all the corporations are going to change their logos. Nah, I'm over it. From now on, there is no Pride Month. That's it. End of story. I've decided it. I think most of you agree. I have no problem with a day, a week, maybe pushing it. But what a month? A month dedicated to people who like to, to focus on them wanting to have sex with other people. Eh, get out of here with this stuff. Not interested. How about we do this? MAGA month. A whole month dedicated to America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pointed this out a while ago and then a bunch of people changed their profiles. I think we did this last year to American flags. And I said, you're gonna have Pride Month. We're gonna have MAGA month. And for the whole month, everyone's profile picture needs to be an American flag. But just for this one month, because after this, we don't care about the American flag anymore. That's the joke. I don't care about a month of anything. We have the 4th of July. It's a day. You get a weekend, kind of. This year, it's falling on a Tuesday, I think. It, it kind of sucks. The 4th of July on a Tuesday, what are we going to do? We might have to take the night off. Because uh, I, I don't, I, you know, it's 4th of July. We're going to go have hot dogs, cheeseburgers, and watch fireworks. All right. But we'll see. We'll see. It's coming up in a couple months. I'm very excited for it. Quote, there's so much television, there's so much media, said Stitt. Maybe in 1957, you could have made an argument that you needed a public television station. That's totally outdated at this point. You know what? Simply put, yes, I agree. Even outside of the indoctrination, outside of the politics, we don't need this stuff anymore. Anybody can make a channel on, on YouTube. Clifford the Big Red Dog can upload to YouTube and the parents can choose to have that stuff for their kids. You don't need to have taxpayers funding it anymore. Oklahoma Speaker. House Speaker Charles McCall has yet to, has, has not yet publicly said if the legislature is considering an attempt to override his veto. Well, you know, man, good for him. I, I, I say yes, I agree. I think we should be instilling uh, American values in our kids. And if they want to play Pride Month, fine, whatever. Here's what I have to say. I would I would encourage anybody to avoid patronizing a business that does the rainbow flag thing for two reasons. If you actually care about LGBT people, don't support these corporations that would change their logo for a month and then change it back, not caring, and that wouldn't change their logo in Saudi Arabia. And then also have MAGA month. Change your picture to a uh, to you with an American flag for just that one month. Or how about this? We treat all people with respect. We try to live and let live to the best of our abilities. We don't allow people to groom children. We don't put this stuff in our public programming. We say no to it. And we try and get back to normal. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up in a few minutes. Stick around and I'll see you all shortly. He was a rising star. He was going to be the greatest, the best football player of this or any generation. And then 
Someone made up a fake story about him and destroyed everything. I'm being somewhat hyperbolic because I'm not a football guy. I don't know a whole lot about this guy. But I do know that former Bills punter Matt Ariza was accused of gang rape, cleared after evidence shows he wasn't present during the incident, yet it still destroyed his career. I don't think the left cares at all. They never have. Christine Blasey Ford, in my humble opinion, was clearly lying on the Brett Kavanaugh story. Well, she's like, oh, I'm scared to travel. But you went on vacation. Sure. I, I'm so scared. I have two doors on my home now. That's actually a, a, an Airbnb or something like that. Like, oh, well, uh, you know, what? you know, you know, it, it's all lies. It's all manipulations. But let's go to this story here. Unsealed documents in the matter rise of gang rape case show that prosecutors said the former Buffalo Bills punter was not present during the incident. Interesting. Ariza, along with two San Diego state teammates, were accused of gang rape at a house party in a San Diego civil suit last year, costing Ariza a season in the NFL after he was cut by the Bills. Prosecutors declined to press charges in December, stating that there was not enough evidence of proof of a conviction. Yahoo Sports reported on Monday that a 200-page transcript of a meeting between Deputy District Attorney Trisha Amador and the accuser became available, and that Amador said Ariza couldn't have led her toward the alleged gang rape because he had already left the party an hour earlier. Oh, about that. He wasn't even at the party anymore, Amador told the accuser. All I know is that at that point, suspect Ariza is gone from the party. Ariza, who was nicknamed the punt god, was selected in the sixth round of the 2022 NFL draft but was subsequently released by the Bills after the allegations became public. Boycott the Bills. Boycott them. No question. If you're a Bills fan, drop it. Drop their products. Just nope, nope, nope. He wasn't, he wasn't convicted of anything. They dropped him because someone said something one time. I don't give support to these companies. The Bills are garbage. They're a garbage team for garbage people who would sacrifice an honest young man because someone lied about him. Maybe a little, maybe a little harsh. Okay. Maybe. Well, I know I got to say, if you continue to support the bills after this, I have a low opinion of you. I don't care. The civil suit had claimed that Ariza demanded the then underage girl perform <clears throat> adult activities on him before taking her to another room where three men raped her for an hour and a half. The accused was also told by prosecutors that video evidence could not disproved, disprove that the uh, act was consensual. In looking at the videos on the tape, I absolutely cannot prove any forcible assault based on uh, based upon what happened. There's nothing in the videos that sound like you're saying, stop this. This hurts or anything like that. DA investigator Ted Mansour told the alleged victim. I don't accept that either. This whole story sucks. The accused's attorney, Dan Gillian, told CBS 8 in uh, San Diego that the witness witness whom prosecutors relied upon for Rise's alibi was a buddy of the punter. Yeah, OK. Yes, the, the, the trigger-happy DAs who go after any and everyone in a modern society that would sacrifice anybody to avoid the woke mob, in this one instance, went the other direction. We were lucky when we saw the story of Kyle Rittenhouse being acquitted. I was worried. We had seen the evidence. We had known that it was self-defense, but we did not trust that the jury in this state would be honest because most people are cowards as we see in a story like this. Now, let's, let, let's break down a few things in this story. This guy wasn't even there. He had an alibi. You want to destroy his life? You need real evidence. The Bills dropped him? That's a pathetic trash team. A trash franchise. 
Screw them. Screw them. But I'll throw it in the other direction. The DA saying there's nothing saying like of you saying stop or it hurts. Yeah, that doesn't mean a whole lot. Let's say that there's a woman and the guys grab her and she says, no, please stop. Please. No, they bring her into a room. They're filming and they do awful things. But in that video, you don't hear her saying anything. Sorry, I don't buy it. If a woman says that she was attacked, there should be an investigation. They should then question the suspects, question uh, witnesses. They should do a rape kit. Now, the rape kit provides evidence that an activity occurred, but doesn't provide evidence that there was that anything was consensual or non-consensual. That's the first step. There are certain things they can see that would indicate something was non-consensual. And then they should do an investigation the same as any other crime being committed, which means if there is no evidence or at least not strong enough evidence, that's it. It's over. We live in this society where for the longest time women have demanded special, special considerations when it comes to being assaulted. Now, I understand I've watched Law and Order SVU. We all know the intro that in this country, sex based offenses are considered especially heinous. Yeah, we all agree. But that does not eliminate the burden of proof requirements. Meaning you can't just come out and accuse somebody and then expect to get a conviction. That's not how the system should work. But we live in a spineless, pathetic society. And you know what I think it's rooted in? I think part of it comes from chivalry. A man is out walking about his business when a woman says, Gavna, help, help. Someone attacked me. And he has to assume that this woman is in need of protection and help. But what happens when the woman's a con artist, a liar and a deceiver? What happened when it's when it's like, um, who's who's the woman in the Sherlock Holmes series? You know, whatever her name was. She had a weird name, but she's like a con artist. There are women who lie, cheat and steal for power, for money, for access. There are bad people, men or women. You see, what happens is the woman begs for help and the guy says, I'll help you. And then it turns out they could be helping the perpetrator and not the victim. There are stories about women. There's a video that went viral recently where a woman is hitting herself in the arm and leg with a hammer while her friend films it so that she can falsely accuse her boyfriend of being an abuser. And you know what? The guy probably would have gone to prison for a long time. They find the woman with bruises and they say, well, that's all the evidence we need. It's crazy to think, isn't it? Fortunately, that video got released and the police were like, oh, it was a hoax. Now think about this dude's career. He gets booted off the bills. Why should I support a team that would do that? And what's going to happen when your star player is falsely accused? You're going to drop them and then lose? Talk about a garbage company. How are you supposed to win? Why should anybody have faith in you or be fans of yours? Now, I do think narratives like this have mostly drifted out of the uh, uh, of our tension spans, out of our purview with with critical gender theory, critical race theory, wokeness, the false accusation stuff we're not really paying attention to, but it is still happening. Throughout the 2010s, we had a lot of these stories. You had Mattress Girl. She faked that whole thing. Text messages reveal that she was in love, with, presumably, it would seem, in love with the guy she was accusing, begging him for more. And then he was just like, nah. So then she carried on her mattress and claimed that he had his way with her against her will. And it was just not true. You have all of these stories popping up. Then you had, what was that, Lena Dunham? She falsely accused a radio DJ at her college. And she was like, I'm not going to say who it is, but he was a radio DJ. And the guy was like, I was the only one. She's accusing me. And then he like sued her or something. I think she lost that one, actually. 
Let me see if I can find that. Lena Dunham loses case, false allegation. I wonder whatever happened with that. Yep. She apologized back in 2014. This was Lena Dunham breaks silence to say she gave her rapist a pseudonym to protect him as she apologizes to men falsely identified as her attacker. She used uh, in her book the name uh, Barry, a flamboyant Republican at Oberlin. After the book was published in the fall, some publications fact-checked Dunham's account and found him out with the same name in the descriptions. Okay, so apparently she didn't accuse this guy. It was the wrong guy because the name matched. But you see the problem with this? And I don't believe Lena Dunham anyway. I think she lies all the time. These people are just nasty. This is the challenge that we face in this country. A dejected society where people will lie, cheat, and steal to gain power. They'll accuse you of doing what they do. There's that funny video where those two Democrat teenagers are like, Republicans think, you know, you're going to win Gen Z, but you say we're stupid and you hate us. There's a Terrence, um, was it Terrence Williams is his name? Has a video I saw was really funny where he's like, wait till you see what Kamala Harris said. Kamala Harris called Gen Z stupid in a speech. But these people project and claim it's Republicans doing it. They're not. That's the game they play. But they are people who aren't smart enough to see through the veil, not smart enough to actually read the news and figure out what's going on. And they believe all of the lies from the politicians. Yeah, we can't function this way, guys. Part of me, it's, 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 it grows increasingly difficult to actually try and, and, and cover a story like this because it's just been a decade or longer. I mean, this story 10 years ago, 10 years ago with Lena Dunham, a decade. And what's changed? Here we are once again. Where is justice? I do think things are getting better. I am optimistic. Let's push through. Let's win in 2024 and let's change the culture. I'll leave it there. Next segment's coming up tonight at 8 p.m. over at youtube.com slash timcastirl. Thanks for hanging out and I'll see you all then. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.